On today's episode of Back of the Bird, we have a collaboration with the Outside the Box podcast. We also recap our Christmas and New Year's plans and chat about some news and notes around the league. Let's get into it. This is episode 70 of Back of the Bird. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. If you want a sign, this is it. You're mad, your magic, you're as hard as a gun. You want to play with fire, consider this. You'll chase the thrill if it's worth it. As always, that was our good friend Boston Levi with his hit song Run Baby Run. Thank you to Boston for continuing to let us use his music. Let's get into the show. Okay, we're back. Episode 70. Polly, we're there's no way. We're gonna run out of guys now. Yeah, we're getting it's getting hairy. Slim, slim pickings of 70. Man, 70s and 80s. Like, how many people have an 80s number two in this league other than like 88? 81. 81 Gilly. Gilray. Um, 70. There is a 70. Holden Garlet. Oh, yeah. Is he 70 on the button? Yep. I think so. All right. I there just you pulled go. that one right out of my ass. Good for you. There you go, Holden. This is uh the, the Holden Garlet episode. Apparently that guy's a beauty too, so we might have to get him on here. Yeah, we we actually should. I've I spent. He was, uh, um, he was in the MLL bubble. Spent some time with him. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it was a confirmed confirmed beauty. (laughs) Um, but uh, but yeah, like always, presented by Cottage Springs. Um, get out there, go get your holiday packs. Um, had a had some springs over the break there. Got a nice delivery sitting. Sitting right back there behind me. You can kind of see it poking up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, being a good guy, helping help my buddy out with for a wedding, stack, stocking him up. So um, excited about that. But uh, let's just get into it, man. I guess we're kind of Christmas break here. We're kind of a little bit of in limbo. We got games this weekend. Um, but uh, talk to me. How was, uh, how was the Christmas for you? Christmas was good, man. Um like, I mean, Christmas is always busy, but yeah, it was good. It was good first little Christmas for Mariko and Makoto. Like, kind of knows what's going on, but kind of doesn't know what's going on. But got some, got some, uh, you know, core memory things for him. Got the hockey sticks, got the basketball net. Um, best, his favorite present of all, though. Um, you want to take a stab at this? Like, just anything? You're not, you got to give me some sort of a hint. It'll give it away. Is it, it's probably like a stuffed animal that was like five bucks. No, it's a, a replica Dyson vacuum. <laughs> Just can't get in. So like, that's a good of, idea. Well, like the last kind of month or so, even maybe two months, like anytime we vacuum, he like just freaks out then wants it. So we've had to like, we have to take off like the hosel. Yeah, the Dyson to give to him because obviously like the handle's too heavy for him, and then he'll just buzz around with the hosel. So my mom got him that, and like yeah, just nonstop, just buzzing around, vacuuming. Just it's been the greatest toy. Like he'll just and then, but now anytime he hears like even like the real Dyson going, he kind of like freaks out because he thinks someone's taking his Dyson. It sounds like exactly like a Dyson. Oh, so it may, does it work the replica? No, it just uh, it's got like 
beans in the holster and but like it, it sounds like you press the button it sounds like a dyson so yeah. that was the that was a big gift uh for him so it was pretty hilarious so he's yeah he's buzzing around with a little mini dyson just vacuuming up nothing but anyways what'd you guys know. do you went up to uh to Dory's yeah place so we there? did uh we did um christmas eve at my brother's or like my whole side of the family um you might as well call me Springs Claws because I just bring springs everywhere I go. So brought a couple of cases for for the family there. Gave producer Donnie a couple of cases as a thank you. Um, friend of the pod, Ryan Smith, just came for some New Year's cases. And then I uh, brought a couple of cases up for uh, for the, the in-law side. Um, yeah, so then Christmas morning, uh, we did like a little thing here. Um, open up like our presents, Max presents. And then we buzzed up to the uh, to the Beaver Valley at the chalet, and then uh, had to work one day on Tuesday, and then yeah, we got home today. So kind of like just a nice little nice little break. Uh, got the got Mac on some skis, had him buzzing down the bunny hill, and so. the quick feet on that back pedal. Yeah, hey, look at the boy, look at the kid go. <laughs> you're you you were ready to be. You look like a DB or something out yeah. there. Yeah, I was ready just to plow into some like little kid too, like yeah. just go straight viral, just annihilate some kid. But uh, yeah, it was good. The wife's family is like a huge, uh, huge ski ski family, so it was kind of like cool for her and and them. Like brother in law took him up there, so yeah, it was good. Nice. How about you, buddy? Yeah, all good. It was uh, I got went home uh, went home to Burlington kind of later on Christmas Eve or no, sorry, the twenty third, so Friday. Um, hung out with the family a bit like had some we made did like a pizza making night um nice. so everybody was like a legit pizza oven or, or just in the oven no just in the oven but did like uh my sister-in-law did like the garlic knots which nice. That's oh, cool. those things are something special yeah. um okay. but yeah it was really good and then ended up meeting up with some buddies later on and went over to the joe dogs there so that was uh it was good to kind of catch up yes yeah, speaking of the joe dogs so that was smitty's birthday so yeah i was gonna go um, well, I was doing something, I was doing something Friday. So he was going for a brunch. I think I went for a workout instead of going for brunch. And he's like, Hey, I'll text you. I think yeah. I'm going to go to, he didn't say Joe. I think he was going to go to prime time or not prime time, whatever game time. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'll text you if you want to come. So I was like, okay. I mean, to be honest, I was like 50, 50, not showing up. Max, every day. max 50. <laughs> yeah. By yeah, 80. But, uh, he uh didn't didn't text me and then all of a sudden i get get a little shot of you in our group text so let's just say i gave it to smithers a little bit just good yeah it was it was uh it was nice running into him and uh ryan lanchbury former guest as well i saw there so it was uh yeah it was fun it was uh it was a good little time you just do like the high school run-ins the same talk you've always done hey what are you up to man how are things yeah exactly and then uh whatever uh, christmas eve just uh hung out went slept went to my uh my other brother mike's place stayed there and then up bright and early 6 30 is that his gym that you're crushing in there like yeah. he's got a little garage gym he's going got on a garage gym. it's a nice setup really yeah, nice yeah. setup where is um, he where's he at he's uh like just like north burlington right on the corner okay. from my parents um, so uh yeah hanging out there and then alarm went off at 6 30 buzz over to the parents like net mine five or turning five in february he's up already like buzzing around like so he's at the age where like he's like okay really really realizing what's going on and pumped about yeah. santa and um uh, so we i think we won uh we won christmas so like my 
my brother Mike and his wife and my, and I like split on gifts for for William and yes, uh, we got him like the Beyblade Stadium and a bunch mm-hmm. of Beyblades. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he would not stop playing and like he figured out which one was the best one and he's <laughs> like doing the three two one let it rip and just yeah. you know the next day wasn't great when I was uh when I was a bit hungover on Boxing Day just hearing Beyblades yeah. and three two one rip going <laughs> nonstop was just yeah it wasn't wasn't fantastic but it's gift keeps giving my brother up north's gonna have to deal with that for a while so um no it was good it was it was i had like uh, a couple uncles over for uh for christmas dinner on christmas night and their family so it was uh yeah it was good a little turkey in the oven all that all the fixings with it there too so it was a nice meal and then uh turkey night or sorry turkey night christmas night um <laughs> Joe Dogs was resurrected again for the first because there's they always do like Christmas night. Yeah, that was like it's a big night for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Joe Dogs on Christmas night. So I went back Christmas night. Let's go. So I was there 23rd and 25th. Um, and but they were like doing cash only, like it's like just the under the radar type thing they were rolling with. So interesting. Yeah, so they got the ATM pumping, they're getting ATM fees and they're getting like, you know, all the cash just straight up. And so it, they know what they're doing over there. But um, yeah, it was all, all good fun. And and uh, and then came back here, um, came back downtown and back in the office. So this week, so it's we're grinding until the end of the year here tomorrow's uh, tomorrow. And, and I'm sure Saturday we'll have to do a little bit of work here, just kind of getting things across the line. But excited for uh for the new year and, and we got some games this weekend to watch, you know, with us, obviously we're not, we're not playing, but um, both of us and uh, Donnie is playing, um, which, which will be cool to be able to watch that kind of sit back and just be able to watch some games. I kind of like those weekends. No, hundred percent. Cause it's kind of like, it's like nice to have like the Christmas break off, but it's nice to have some lacrosse to watch. If that like makes sense. It's like nice not to play on new year's, but then it's like, Nice that there's absolutely not nothing going on. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of like, and it's like, you know, holidays, like it's always a little bit of a time warp too, right? Like, yeah, buzzing around. So it's kind of nice having those games like, okay, like we're, we're back, right? Watch the game. And especially like we played Donnie the week after. So it's like just a good game to scout and then kind of, hey, like we're back going. So, yeah, um, no, I'm looking first, forward to That's it. the first bird bowl of the year. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's good stuff. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, on the same note of, of kind of things to watch, World Juniors started up with our boys in Canada just getting schlacked by the by the Czechia, um, who turned out like it looks like they, they look like a pretty good team, but it was just like not a not a great game, um, which can happen. Honestly, probably not the worst thing in the world to just get that out of the way. No, it's kind of, yeah, I think like it always goes like one or two ways, but like, it's actually kind of nice that I kind of get punched in the mouth and be like, okay, like maybe we got to refocus here, but kind of like on paper, it's like has the makings of like being kind of like one of those teams that should like just roll. But um, that Czech goalie was freaking unbelievable, dude. He yeah. played late. So like, I think not enough people are kind of giving him credit for like playing as well as he did. But, um, and then like obviously, like it is what it is, but those those five minute like check to the head, those are tough penalties to take. Like, especially you know, even in the last game, the poor German kid did it and like can't have scored 17 goals in the power play, but like yeah, getting the boot, the full five, like that's a tough, like tough thing to swallow. Yeah, yeah, not great, but um 
then they bounce back and Bedard had seven points in a hockey game. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's yeah, pretty... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think the, the jury's still out, but I would imagine he goes first overall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's something special to watch. It's so fun to watch him play and stuff, but um, I love watching. The World Juniors is kind of, I love watching it usually. It's kind of lost its magic for me a bit um, just because they're so young now. It's crazy. Like when you get older, like how much younger they seem. Cause I remember, you know, when we're around the same age as yeah. the guys that are playing, it's kind of like in the mix. Exactly. You're like, you're just like, you still are played with against like those guys type of deal. Like there was like, I, I know this world juniors actually the first one that not the first one, but this one's like, I'm back like in fast. So a lot of these kids went to the Hill. So it's kind of cool now. Like I know like these kids and they're like grade eight, grade nine. So I'm kind of like back in fastness, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, Back when it was like my age group, you're just like you like know most of the guys either through like buddies or you're just more invested because you just stopped playing or you were still playing junior or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited about like this one just because I know I actually like personally know some of the kids, so it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Then you got something invested in it, right? So yeah, um, be interesting to see how they do. I think they're playing right now too when we're recording this, but yeah, playing um, on the shit. It's like I actually. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch them. Poor no, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. They haven't scored a goal yet in the tournament, so I was like, I think we got that one. In the yeah, back. yeah, we don't need to. Uh, we don't need to check in on that one. So that'll be exciting to see how that works out. But, Paulie, let's talk about the important stuff. Last yeah. week, I pulled off a two-point victory in the semifinals of the fantasy football league. We're in the finals. We may have. We might have Jalen Hurts back for this game. He was hurt last week, so I had to put him on the bench. Trevor Lawrence got it done for me, but we're in the finals. Now, listen, there's two grand on the line, so it's like what? typically so, how you do it is it's like 1500 for the winner, 500 for for second, mm-hmm. but we've been talking in the group. <laughs> we're thinking about doing each guy gets their league feedback. Which is what? 200 bucks. Okay. And then and we what, take – Sorry, what uh... – who is this? This this riptide, this home. This is all like buddies from home. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So, and then we're thinking about taking the sixteen hundred, and then this Sunday, New Year's Day, three team parlay, sixteen hundred bucks, and we've already scouted out the parlay. We've looked at it. It would the one that we like would bring us sixteen hundred or sixteen grand. So just between the two of you or that? And then we would, right yeah, out. just the two of us. We would put the 1600 bucks. We'd have all the guys in the fantasy party over so, and then and watch this parlay try to unfold. <laughs> and they're all one o'clock games. So it would be, it would be insane. I don't know whether to do it or, or just like try to play it out and like come home with something. But at least we're getting our league feedback. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think it would, imagine taking home a quick eight grand. That'd be all right. Yeah. I mean, because... It's amazing. So it's either fifteen hundred to the winner, or what's the, what's second place get five. And then is that minus two fifty as well? Like that five's including your, like so yeah, you'd get two hundred fifty bucks on top or two, or three hundred bucks on top of your league fee. Back. Yeah. So, um, so like when you look at like that way, it's kind of like if you're gonna finish second, you get your league fee back. So it's like you're not really like missing out that much. First kind of hurts, but. Again, if you hit that parlay, it's like you're take grand. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like. I've always like roll. I like, I like just risk. Like, because at the end of the day, like, I, I cut when you pay that two hundred bucks, you kind of think it's gone anyway. Yeah, when by well, by the time you get to here, you're like you're not you're not thinking of it anymore. 
Yeah, like 16, I was in this 17 weeks. I was in the uh, I was in the semifinals. I like kind of forgot there was money involved in it. <laughs> I was like, oh, like okay, we actually have something to play for here. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see what we decide on. But uh, maybe we'll get try to get some input from the listeners here. See we'll say we'll, do it. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, we'll get a we'll get a Twitter poll going. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, I guess uh, other than that, this week we're going to put out the episode we recorded with the guys that over at Outside the Box. A um, couple of beauties there. It was fun to sit down. We did it last year, too. Um, just talking about kind of current status, I guess, of us and the league and th- different things like that. We got into some deep combos about sixes and things like this. So um, a lot of fun. And, and uh, we're going to we're going to grab a guest. We want to take a little break from the guests, um, just kind of having like a player on um and get back into it next week so i think this one will be fun um but do we should we just send it over to that right now yeah let's do it all right so this is outside the box brought to you by lucky penny media at lucky penny media we're a full service marketing company without hefty agency pricing we understand your brand is everything to you and working together it means everything to us you're more than just a client you're a partner and a teammate our philosophy is simple you grow i grow we grow so here is our chat with the boys over at outside the box All right, we teased it on last week's episode, everybody, and it seems like it, you know, could turn into our our nice little end of year tradition. It's outside the box. It's back of the bird, 2.0. The boys are back. Paul Dawson, Dan Lomas, welcome back, boys. Thanks for having us, boys. Yeah, what's going on? How are we doing? We are living the dream. As in true, uh, as in we see. back of the bird fashion, we had one guy that couldn't get on. We were yeah, struggling, but we're here. It's that back yeah, of the bird Wi-Fi. That's yeah. it. Seriously, <laughs> didn't pay for the didn't pay for the quick speed over here. I'm gonna dial up still. Well, before we started recording, DJ was talking about his one flight that got delayed uh, until three thirty in the morning. That was literally so we could come see you play, Lomi. Yeah, oh, he, really? came, he came to yeah. his first in-person NLL game, which was uh, the game that should have gone to overtime when you guys played the Seals. I I, I swear <laughs> that was a goal. I swear that was a goal. Yeah, you don't have to. You're preaching to the choir, man. That was. Uh, I I still don't understand it, but it's uh, people that get paid more than we do are making those calls. So that's. Uh, I guess that's just how it goes. And can what'd, you, what'd you think, DJ, of the game first in, in experience in person? Oh, it was fantastic. Like, it makes me want the Detroit Turbos back even more than like I wanted before I had gone to a game. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I would live. I'd season tickets right now if, if they brought it back i'd buy them right now like wouldn't even think twice about it like i'm there every game yeah. driving in the snow all of it. it it's it's worth it and can y'all win a couple of games so i can just like call y'all my favorite team like i'm trying to hold on hey you can pick you can pick the the three and oh boys over there with Polly, i guess but it's i mean uh, hey they're they're rising hot yeah right? they're rising yeah. hot they got my boy connor we're just waiting. We're waiting to peak at the right time. We're, we're, we're trying to get these out of the way now so that we can learn and then go on a little bit of a run here. He's talking my language. Yeah. He knows <laughs> that, like, that's a Packers thing, man. Those yeah, dudes are, they need to peak at the right time. Like, the he, spin zone. He just knows. See? Yeah. Long season. Long season. Long Don't season indeed. Season. Uh, you both have some fun new teammates, Paul. Obviously, you know, Fieldsy's up in Rochester now. And Dan, you got Riley O'Connor in the fold, teaming him back up with Callum. What's it been like, you know, playing with those guys, uh, you know, first year on these new teams for them? 
Yeah, like for for me, it's great. Like we were kind of just chatting again before we, we were recording, and I got to play like a little bit with Fieldsy in San Diego again. Like we we're talking him coming off that knee injury, but so I kind of got to know him a little bit when I was there for half a year, and he was there for kind of three games towards the end, and kind of get a a glimpse of the guy he is. I mean, like he might be one of the nicest guys in the league for sure, but again, like we we're saying, you know. I just don't think he's ever been kind of given the shot that we're giving him this year. And, and honestly, like you hear a lot about sports, it's like opportunity times, like right place, right time and taking the opportunity right now. He's, he's flourishing and, and running with it. So it, it's been great. And again, like I say, he's one of the nicest guys around. So it's, it's been a pretty uh, smooth transition for Fieldsy and, and the Nighthawks for sure. Yeah, I think, dude, I think, I mean, I think our end is, is Ocon's been awesome for us, man. It's uh I think we needed a little more, um, you know, veteran presence, which is he's won at all different levels. You know, it's, it's like a three time hundred point guy in junior, like most assists in a, like three years or something like that. And, um, you know, he's played for a while. And he's been he's been good for a while. And, and I think him coming in, um, you know, just helps us up front, have a little bit more of of a, of a kind of like a, you know, an, a veteran figure. Um, you know, obviously we, we had we've got Callum up there, but, you know, he was, you know, had to miss a couple games last year. And then, you know, has that had to kind of, you know, left the first game and, you know, couldn't play the second this year. So I think having a little bit more leadership up there and, and uh, you know, he crashes and bangs and he's fun to play with and he, and he's a great guy too. I think that's the, the part that's the best with, you know, pulling new guys in is you get to know their personalities and, and uh, he's a guy that's, that's pretty funny. Um, a lot of jokes going back and forth. Uh, I ended up paying for his dinner the first, uh, first weekend we were down um, for San Diego. I lost credit card roulette, but got him back week two. He had to, uh, he had to cover off four of the boys. So it was uh, what goes around comes around, I guess that way. But, <laughs> yeah, he's great. It's great to have him. Were you shocked that that trade happened? You know, you guys sent Kieran to Albany and then, uh, Riley comes in, gets the team back up with Callum and kind of gives you, you know, that veteran presence that, you know, familiarity figure too, but, you know, lose Kieran, especially after the season he had in the PLL too. And, you know, how well he played for the Riptide while he was there. Was that kind of a bummer? Yeah. I think anytime, you know, you, you lose a guy or, you know, someone, whether it's, you know, retirement, a trade, you know, anything, it's, it's not easy. And I think it's, you know, it's even harder because uh, cards and I got pretty close. Um, you know, we were roommates on the road and, you know, I, th- I think I might've been the first guy to find out he was having a, having a kid when we were sitting under a beer pong table at my place after a game. But um, it's, uh, it's tough, man. But it's at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things like you realize pretty quickly, like, you, you know, we're in a business and I think it's easy for athletes to say you're in a business when it's all you do. Um, but I think, you know, the, the hard part to kind of like really wrap your head around is like, you know, we've got two jobs and this one is, you know, it also has to function as a business and, you know, whether it's contract talks and, and things like that, if they don't go well, you know, things can happen. And, um, you know, I, I think that one's even tougher for just the environment, but, um, because he's from there, right. I think that's a little bit hard, but at the same time, you know, I think uh, our management is, has been great and they, they make decisions that they think are better for the team in the long run. And, you know, obviously cards is, you know, had a great first game there. I think he missed the last one, but uh, I wish him nothing but the best and still, still chat with him. Like you said, he had a great year in the summer. So it's uh sucks to see him go, but glad to see him. Uh, glad to see him doing well. Do you guys think, you know, we've talked about this a ton and now we've seen it with Albany too. And, You've seen it, you know, with the Wings, you see it with Rochester a bit too, where, you know, guys who play together, 
whether it's summer box or now, you know, the PLL where you have the Buffalo guys and now Albany doing it where they just went and signed every single water dogs lacrosse club member possible. Do you think that could become more commonplace, you know, with both leagues where, you know, you see guys playing year round, whatever, uh, you know, league they play in and, you know, teams just trying to team up, you know, familiar players together. I mean, I think it's a, a good start for sure. Cause like, Again, the nature of this of this game is we only get to practice once a week, right? So the more familiarity and the more kind of relationship, especially like, you know, I'm not an offensive guy, but offensively, like being in sync with guys and having that chemistry is a, is a huge thing, like Dan, I'm sure Danny will say. So you can definitely see that. And now with like the advent of PLL and, and guys doing both, you probably will see a little bit of that. So there's just always that kind of chemistry kind of rolling over like there's no missing a step really so i bet you might start seeing a little bit more of that for sure yeah i agree i agree and i I think it's i think it's good for the game too like i mean you can start to kind of inch these guys towards being full-time guys and you know uh maybe it gets to a point where you know they can kind of slowly add games in our league um and because you can't do it all once right because it's like it's there's a weird transition phase of guys that have careers um outside of it so you can't just like you know go to 60 games or something and um and expect guys to be able to do that so i think a nice transition for that would be maybe you know playing in both and and being able to just do lacrosse um and then maybe the nll starts adding games i think that's the that's the goal is is to try to you know for owners it's it's obviously you know desirable to have games as many nights of the week as they can um to fill you know the rest of the capacity of the arena and, and get people out there and, and build consistency i think it's tough to it's tough to keep people's attention when you know you can you can play one home game and then you know maybe go on the road for four and then you're you're not home for a month and a half and then it's like you know fans have you know people now nowadays have a pretty short attention span um so I think the more games, you, you know, the more times you can be in front of people, the more you can show them what the product is. I think it's going to be a good thing. So I think it's great to, to have guys playing in both and, um, you know, chemistry side of things, I think speaks for itself. You see that working and not only just guys playing together, I think just playing all year round, um, but it just increases the product. Everybody gets better. Like think about how good of a product we have on the floor right now. And guys are playing once a week. Like it's, uh, it's hard to imagine how good the, this game would be if, if guys were playing, you know, two, three games a week and practicing together all the time, I, th- I think it would be, uh, it'd be pretty cool. What have you guys made of a uh, new commissioner in the fold since the last time you guys have been on, we got a new commissioner in the NLL. What were your thoughts on uh, that hiring and you know how that's gone so far? Yeah, Paul, you can take that one, buddy. Yeah. I mean, like uh, I think the hiring is great. Like when you look at it and kind of, who he is and again having like a lacrosse background but like that's kind of almost like null really it's more like what he's done with the Stuart Haas racing right he kind of built that from the ground up or was there from kind of the get-go so he's seen how to kind of basically build a brand build a winning sports entity franchise whatever you want to call that um but then it's a plus that he's a lacrosse guy as well so now he has in, like investment into the sport because he played it right um you know as far as like how is he how he's done so far like it's it's like you can't put a grade on it because i'm sure he's just catching up but i will say like the one thing 
that I've always kind of like been critical is like our social media presence, like from the league. And I just feel like our videos are being better. I think we're more on top on like highlights and stuff like that on Twitter, Instagram, and just like putting out these like quick little highlight packs and like them looking more professional. So like, if I'm looking at just like stuff like that, like so far so good. And, but I mean, to put a grade on, I think it's a great hire. I mean, but to give him a grade, I think it's just like a little unfair right now. And, but I think it is a great hire and I think hopefully kind of, He's the guy to lead us into, you know, whatever full time or just kind of lead us into just kind of this growth. Like I always say, you know, I've been in this league a long time and, and we've had like I've seen, you know, multiple peaks where we're climbing and then we we kind of crash and stay stagnant. And again, we're on like another one of these peaks where we're climbing. So it's it's kind of how do we stay on this climb, you know, keep this keep this momentum going. And that's kind of like what he's going to have to figure out. Cause right now, like, and he, he said this crazy, like, I think we interviewed him or someone interviewed him and he had this great quote. That's like, the NLL doesn't have a product problem. Like Danny just says, like our, our product is amazing. Everyone he talked to is like, Oh, that's never seen the cross game. It's like, fuck that game is amazing. You know, like it's, it's everything you want from basically sporting, sporting, uh, event you know high scoring fast physical but it's like how do we capture casual fans how do we keep people invested like all, all this stuff right but um yeah long story short i think it's a great hire and i think too like you bring up like the marketing stuff and Deej and i have talked about this a ton like the espn and tsn deal helped a ton with like doing the media day and stuff in toronto but like <clears throat> The marketing of the players, I think, is, like, that next step. And, like, just get – I think that's how you get the casual fan. I think that's how you get, like, this, like, Gen Z fandom that, like, I think is latched on, you know, to the NBA in particular. It's latched on to the PLL a ton where, like, these younger kids are just fan of, fans of players. And if you can get players' faces and players' brands in front of them, like, I think that's what, you know, taps into that younger demographic that so many sports leagues are trying to capture. 100%. Yeah. And I, I think I agree for sure. I think it's uh, I think the hard part about doing that in our league is is and it's a problem. I think that a lot of leagues face, but specifically ours, because I talked about it, like the, the amount of times you see players, I think is, is, you know, can be problem number one. And I think problem number two is, you know, it's a, it's a sport where you wear helmets, right? It's uh, it's a sport where it's not you're not really recognizing somebody based on you know, uh, the way that they look or, you know, if someone dyed their hair green or, you know what I mean? Like there's like, there's a certain part of that, but at the same time they have success in the NFL. So I think that, and they're a once a week sport. So it's, uh, you know, but I, I think comparing our sports, their sports a little, bit, a little bit of a tough comparison, but at the same time, like I think that there's a recipe there. Um, it just takes time. Like there's, you know, it, it's just spreading the word. I think that, you know, you just got to get it out there. Like there, I'm sure there's fans in every city that, you know, may not even know that that city has an NLL team. So it's, it's trying to, like Polly said, like trying to get the casual fan, your, your fan that loves a monster truck rally or, you know, an X games or something like that, that would go pay like to, to see just entertainment for, for good value and get the kids out of the house and, um, and have them kind of be able to go look up to somebody or, you know, whatever it might be, I think is, uh, 
it's tough, but it's uh, it's what we got to do. And I think I think to go back to the question on the commissioner, man, I think it's a great hire, and I think he's doing a great job already. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure there's so much behind the scenes that we have no idea that goes on day to day that they have to deal with and and what they're planning for next. But even these little things like you know the big um, the outdoor game um, that's that's going to be going on between Vegas and San Diego, I think is. It's awesome, man. Like it's during, you know, the there's a women, a few women's games, I think, um, you know, going on at the same time, and it's kind of, they've kind of made a weekend out of it. So it's, it's like get, it's just getting in front of people, right? Getting in front of the next generation. There's, you know, the Canadian young kids in Canada, they know what the NLL is, but it's young kids in the U.S. that see the PLL all the time, and and they understand the players there, and they see all the content. It's, you know, how do you, how do you get into that market? How do you push that, um, you know, without getting kind of maybe you know the finger pointed that you're playing a copycat game and and you know taking the pll strategy how do you make it our own i think is is the the thing that they've got to figure out well i think the red tie have done a pretty good job with it with with teeter like just the way that they like like and retweet or like repost or like show some kind of love on everything that everyone says about him and like i think it goes if they can get some video packages and some image package, graphic packages, just to send out on game day, on the streams, um, to promote the streams uh, before games, like having a face for each team, like that goes a long way. Like, you know, you don't see a a hockey game or football game or basketball game, baseball game nowadays without at least one or two players on, you know, on the promo at the least, you know, I think that goes a long way. It's just like, everyone is so incentivized by players now. Like you see a lot of people like, oh, I don't have a favorite team, but I like this player. And like whatever team they're on is a team that I like. Like, I mean, even I fall into that in terms of like basketball. Like I'm a Pistons fan because like I'm a homer, but like really I like whatever team LeBron James is on because it just makes more logical sense to to like LeBron James and to like any other team. So I think like going into that and like, if teams just start to pull out the hottest names that they have on their team, like, <clears throat> for example, like Georgia, if they just pushed Lyle Thompson, like, I, I don't know how Georgia wouldn't sell out all the time. Yeah. If they just, like, pushed his highlights, put his name on everything. Like, I understand, like, how it looks and, like, you know, like, and how it makes other players feel. But, like, it is what it is. It's like yeah. playing with LeBron James. You think other players say that? Like, no, they get it. They're playing with LeBron James. Like, you kind of just have to incentivize people to come by saying this is the best player we have. So he's pretty good. So I hope you like him. Like that's kind of just the strategy. And I don't know yeah. how well it works for lacrosse. I think, it, I mean, I think it can work. I think this, the part that teams need to buy into is like hiring somebody specifically for that. Right. It's like, you can't hire a social media person that has to be your video, your photography, you're, you know, you're everything and ex- like expected to be top tier, right? Like you gotta, you gotta be willing to put resources into it. Um, and you know, like, I mean, you saw ours took a jump this year. We hired Tyson guy who was in Halifax before with that team and, um, and Rochester when they were in Rochester and like, you saw kind of like the quality of things that get put out and it's like, you know, there's, there's Charlie Ragusa, like saying, like there's certain people in this, in lacrosse that are, you know, on certain teams and those are the teams you always see with, with stuff out. So it's like, you know, the, uh, hopefully, you know, owners with, you know, experience in the sports world that maybe own another team and they see how much of this different streaming and videos and like how many clicks this, like if you're, 
if a video can get in front of a million people, it's like, okay, a lot of people are going to see that and be like, who is this player? Who is it? What is this sport? Um, but it just comes down to, to applying the resources to, to be able to get the product, to make our product fine tuned and make it look and be represented in the way that it is when you're there in person. What's it like being around the content cowboy? Uh, it's kind of hilarious at times. Like when you're, <laughs> you have maybe if you haven't had enough coffee or you're not really ready to, to be facing it, it's uh, it can be tough. But I, it's part of the job, right? Like it's part of who what we're paid to do, um, and it's a it's kind of a whole package deal. Like he, at the end of the day, like it can be you know annoying. Maybe you're not used to it, or you don't want to like open up to it, or whatever it might be, but like it, it helps all of us. It helps the team. It helps fill the seats, which helps give us an extra push if you're down a goal or whatever it might be. So I think it, there might not be a direct, uh, direct result that you want right away, but it's, uh, I think down the road, it, it does nothing but help us. So it's, uh, yeah, it's all good. And he's, it's good to be around Tice too, like having him around the boys and stuff. And he, he takes some shit, but it's, uh, it's still, it's still a blast. Yeah. He's a good dude, but like kind of on that point is like, you know, this, so this social media in lacrosse is kind of like just growing. Like Danny says, like, I don't like, you know, for the most part, we're kind of like lumped into that hockey, like cliche, like no personality mix. So again, like, I think to like you're saying like these Gen Z, they want to like know people know like the personalities, right? So I think you're seeing it better like with guys on Twitter and whatever their Instagram, stuff like that. But I think like, again, we're just trying to get caught up to like from a player standpoint of like, okay, yeah, we can like let our guard down. We can kind of be ourselves. And, you know, again, that's kind of why like we started the podcast, like to kind of give a little bit of like a behind the scenes and like a who's who and whatever. But um, again, cause like all this stuff like you say helps, grow sport puts face to the names guys that wear cages now there's like okay that's who that guy is he's funny you know he's this or whatever right how much do you think because dan you brought this up like you guys have multiple jobs like how much do you think like leading up to i'd say maybe since you know 2018 when expansion really started happening again in the nll like do you think guys held back from being like personalities on social media because of you know the nine to fives I think it plays a part. I think there's certain guys that are just maybe steer away from it a little bit um, or, or, you know, are just a bit more reserved. Um, but I think at the same time, like even if it was full time, you know, then obviously there'd be more money in it and there'd be more eyeballs and there'd be more of like, you're not just, you know, the lacrosse player that's in front of fans once a week. Like you're the face of an organization that, you know, anything you say can and will be used against you. And I think we see that in sports all the time. Like guys nowadays, like they have an opinion on something and it's like, you're done. And, or, you know, you say something a bit out of line and so many people look up to you kind of thing. So I think, yes, you do see people hold back. Cause it's like, you know, business it's in and out. You're behind closed doors. It's, it's the guys hanging with the guys and going to play. Um, but I think at the same time, you know, if it was, uh, if there wasn't another job, I think guys would have to, like you see it in like hockey, right? Guys aren't really, themselves they're they're given simple answers they could probably answer questions before they're even asked because they're just going to kind of give you the same thing right so it's uh i don't know it's, it depends on the person i think and the culture of the sport for it to really come out but. do you guys think the olympics could be a make or break for lacrosse i, I don't know i don't know if it's like a make or break again i think it'll help 
but then it's like this is where it's kind of that weird thing where it's like it's a brand new sport right like it's good because like at least we're getting we're into that like uh spectator space like space or at least we're like on the radar i don't think it's a make or break to be honest um it'll definitely help like i don't think if we don't get in like we're kind of in the same spot and i think we can still grow and still you know pll can grow nll can grow without being the olympics because at the same time like you know there's sports in the olympics where you probably see it or like i've never seen this sport before but i don't go like oh i gotta go start consuming it too right so there, there's like that kind of catch 22 again I think it'd be, I think it'd be amazing more from like, uh, like a player standpoint that you get to go experience the Olympics and be in that. Like I've done like some world championships, not a big deal, but like twenty three minutes. But like, uh, I again to be like in that Olympic stage, I think would just be amazing, like from a an athlete standpoint. But yeah, I don't know if it'd be make or break. Again, I'm hoping we get there, but I don't think it's like the thing we need. It's like, hey, this is what's going to take us like full time, you know? I'm I'm a little nervous about that. Like, if you if, won't get picked, no, yeah, well, that and <laughs> I, I'm nervous that if this like if it picks up and it's big, like you can't have three types of lacrosse, like you, four, including the women's game, the way it's played men's field game box across and then sixes is the biggest stage that the whole world sees it's like sooner or later it's going to be it could like if it's if it's successful and gets into the olympics like i wouldn't be surprised sixes just becomes the game and then it's like man that's kind of, i don't know it's not the game that we love like it's uh it's not no. the game that we've always played or whatever it's just i don't know it's uh it's interesting hold that i just say <clears throat> you might be on my side with this just yeah drop the girls game and give them give them gear and let them play the same kind of game. It's still women's lacrosse, but they're just allowed to hit each other. And that's fine. And then sixes can stay. Cause think of Olympic three on three basketball. That gets I the same I views. I didn't even know they had that. They get, that gets the same views five on five does. True. It, and it has different players in it, which is the same thing. Sixes is going to be, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're yeah. going to get your best of the best in 10 V 10, because that's, you know, the, the PLL would eventually become the professional outdoor league. Like that's what people are watching all the time. And then your Olympic squad is going to have some of those guys, but also some guys that get a shot. And then you got box still being able to be box because people love aggression. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, uh, I mean, we, you could, we could probably go like deep on this. I think like you kind of just give sixes, like, you can keep sixes as like the Olympic sport, but I think you give sixes to the girls as like their main sport almost. Talking to like some of the guys who did it, they're like, man, the girls was some of the most like exciting lacrosse just in general, not boys, girls, just it was like amazing watching the girls play. So I think like kind of to your port to your point, Deej, like stripping the girls game of like what it is now and kind of making it more into like the traditional of like what, you know, men's is like a hybrid, but like more of into like the men's rules. And if, if that sixes with like a little bit of change, but I think, I think if you pulled girls on it too, like they'd probably want to have something like with some more physicality and, and more like um, free flowing, I guess. 
I like get, that. You're going to get beat up. What happens if they all, like, everyone thinks we should just get rid of box and go to the girl style? That's so <laughs> Where'd you pull that from, bro? What if, well, I mean, he pulled that from the back of the bird. Grew up on their yeah. game, right? They grew up on their game. They're passionate about their game. There's, there's some lady. Some lady's gonna come just beat, try right. to beat the wheels. I, I, I mean, I'll I mean, take, I'll take the heat, but I just yeah, hey, these are just ideas, Dan. Yeah. I'll no, take like, the heat. I'm, I'm not. Fun. I just want the game to be exciting for everyone. I, I literally haven't run into a women's lacrosse player that wouldn't want to hit another one yeah so that's fair there's and to honestly to that point like obviously not in america but up in canada like women's box across is is starting to grow exponentially like there's now junior programs there's now senior um like so it's growing and and that's just full-on like same rules like cross-checking slashing same rules nothing changes and like they love it so you know there is there is like an exact same sport for women right now and, and it's growing but obviously like that's not going to be the the sport of the future for them but it kind of again like goes on those lines of you know girls wanting to, to hit and be physical and, and blah 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 do you think they do you think field lacrosse sticks around then as it is like what men's or women yeah, or women's? both like in college well, so that's kind of like so kind of like i said with women's like when you say you're scared sixes like i'd be scared for field across that sixes takes over field across oh, okay so Box, like because really like i mean listen i'm not a field guy so you can just you can roast me but like boxes Sixes is closer to box than it is the field, yes. but it's on a field. So if that becomes more exciting, you could see it take over field across. It's just kind of like what I'm saying. Not box across, but it could take over field and be like, I, now you have box, now you have field, and it's like, okay, those are the two sports. I just or don't see I just don't see back. like owners and stuff. Like because like eventually the PLO is gonna get to owners. I don't see them letting like Mm-hmm. that version die but i'm yeah. not opposed to like high school going to sixes like one my team would probably be the best in the state and <laughs> <laughs> ironically it, like because like it's basketball one i grew up playing basketball for 15 years before i picked up a lacrosse stick and and now you're changing a game that's basically already basketball into flat out basketball like it, it makes the game one like you said more exciting and, and two, I think it gets the enrollment up at the high school level. Like now you can take the average football or basketball player or track athlete and say, here's a stick, here's some gear, play basketball out here. This is how you pass and catch. This is how you shoot. Now play basketball. And, and like he, he'd probably be the best player, you know, in the, in the county within two years. You know, yeah. it, like it just changes the fluidity between sports. And like I said, I'm not opposed to to high school maybe going that way but i don't see college or pro dropping that one yeah. college because of enrollment yeah you're yeah. gonna tell those schools they that they're dropping 
20 kids off the roster, 30 kids off the roster. They might yeah. like it because they save some money, though. You never know. Like, no. Oh, same just... amount. It's always the same amount of scholarships. Maybe they cut the scholarships in half, too, then, though. But, but, oh, yeah, yeah. They would cut the scholarships in half. but Or they probably cut the scholarships even more but than in half. The thing is – well, and this is like – I mean, we can go all over the place with this. But, like, that is going to change dramatically in the next two years is how college functions because you're going to get – you're going to get your Maryland's your Syracuse, your Duke with alumni with piles and piles of cash throwing this into, you know, a, a not-for-profit that's called the Duke Fund and paying kids insane amounts of money to go to school. Well, and it's I'm not, not going to be about scholarships anymore. It's going to be like, okay, I want to go to Duke or I want to go to Syracuse. Like, you're going to give me six hundred grand. Like, I'm going to come to school there. Like, and it, it's going to happen. I'm not opposed. Michigan's got money. Yeah, well, <laughs> they'll, finally, they'll finally be good at lacrosse. So. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, ricochet shot to every Michigan guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, those, those are my guys. Like, Shout yeah. out KJ. I, I go. I go. So, no, KJ, Mikey, they know. I go support Michigan all the time. Tickets are six bucks. I take yeah. my whole team. Like, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. The yeah, experience sure. is worth it. But like, we can't say that they're fantastic. Yeah. But I mean, if guys can start throwing money around, I bet they get pretty good. Yeah. Do you think club teams in college could switch to sixes since they're oh. not exactly like a varsity sport, quote-unquote? No, dude. Those players – there's more club teams that have like 50-man well, yeah. rosters than than varsity programs. Like I, That is – I got a – I got a deep respect for Mr. Number like 65 sitting on the bench for a club team, <laughs> sweating his ass off down in South Carolina. And no. like he's he's hung from the night before. He like just made the bus. I you know, I like I got a lot of respect for that he, guy for sure. Just, just, so, just, so, just so he can go to like period three stats and wear like a University of South Carolina lacrosse hoodie. Like, I love that. With the ring on, though. Don't yeah. forget the go ring. Go Cox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, screaming go Cox and everybody. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, I mean, and, and shout out to the, the varsity lacrosse guy on Twitter. I mean, I mean, so I don't good. know. He knows more facts about MCLA, MCLA lacrosse than I know about <laughs> anything in the world. Yeah. Unreal. Do you guys feel like proud parents watching Donnie play? Yeah, dude, it's watching him score, watching him score, and that celebration, like it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool, man. It's like, because it kind of does feel like that, Polly. Like I don't know, like, and that's for me. That's it's. I think that's like been, you know, I mean, it's he's not to pump him up too much. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this. But it's like the probably the first time I've ever felt like I've had like a little brother, and because I've always been like the youngest brother, and it's like. He kind of like he'll ask questions in the group chat about like I don't know like different things like simple things in the league like because it's his first time doing everything and little bit like and he's so humble dude and it's like this kid's the first overall pick who's just an absolute weapon on the floor and he's just like asking questions of where where to stand on the floor for the anthem it's like you know what I mean like, he's the best and so yeah seeing him go out there well deserved rookie of the week and yeah he's a, he's just a great kid. Is yeah, it fun in the summer watching him play too? Well, you guys just kick back, you know, crack open a, a, cold, a few that's cold not, ones, and you got yeah, a guy. That's even better because it's like, I mean, it's nice that he's in the in the West, but it's like that's where it's tough. Like with me and Lomi, it's because like we're in the same division, so like we can't really wish each other too much success. So we can like not against each other, right? But if it comes like we're fighting for a playoff spot or something, you're you know, you don't want it to happen. So it's good that he's in the in the West. But, yeah, like in the summer, it's great because it's like now you're just not even invested into like, 
yourself. So it's just like, yeah, you get the watchman just to cheer him on and hopefully he gets to score some goals. But like, that's the best part about like this league. Like now, like for me being so old, it's just like, I love young kids, man. It's the best. Like young kids, young rookies are just the best. Like they're, they're just so naive and like, don't know what's going on. It's just, it's amazing. It's just like, like they just got hashed to have an egg and are just like figuring out like what the world is. It's just fantastic. <laughs> you got newborns at home and in the locker room. That's <laughs> <laughs> all the time. And they're like, how's it being a dad? I'm like, dude, I've been a dad for a long time, man. Just grooming you young kids. So it's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So is, is Rochester the best team in the league? No, I wouldn't say that, man, but. Again, numbers like, never lie. Right, I guess right now we we can be <laughs> undefeated. But again, I like I told you boys earlier. Like I think, you know, obviously those preseason like odds and stuff came out. We we took that, you know, that we took that Michael Jordan quote. Like we took that personally. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think even the last couple of years, even though we struggled a lot, and 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 Dan's kind of been in that same boat as well with the Riptide. But it's like if you look at a lot of like both our team losses, like we were very competitive teams, both the Riptide and, and Rochester and, and coming in and, and making some of the changes and guys being a year older, it's like we expected to be a very competitive team. And like, you know, we won't say what our goals are, but we definitely, you know, those couple of years, like those weren't going to be like acceptable this year. So again, we want to be a competitive team every night and, and where that lands us right now is landing us, pretty good but again we know that the east is an absolute i'll always say it a meat grinder so we'll just keep trying to do what we do but we're happy where how we started so far yeah i brought this up last week and you know with you guys being three and oh like rochester's one of those markets in the nll where like if the nighthawks are good like it's good for the league yeah like, exactly. it's one of those type of teams yeah and I've, i mean obviously i spent most of my career there with like the old guys and, and now the new and anytime the team's good, like more fans come. And it's not so much fair with their fans, it's just you will always get like that five thousand kind of whether we're garbage or whether we're good. But as soon as like we're good, like now we're filling that arena. And again, like th- this team, you know, in different entities been around for thirty plus years. Right. So it's kind of a mainstay. It's like, you know, one of whatever the original six type of franchises. So Again, when when we're good and competitive, it's just, you know, it's better for the city of Rochester. Like you say, it's better for NLL and just more fans come. So it definitely um it's definitely awesome when we're 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 winning some games for sure. We're big, look good, feel good, play good. Paul, you obviously got new uniforms going into the season. Just got revealed you're getting new uniforms in the new year, Dan. Are you excited about those bad boys? Yeah, I am I'm pumped. They're uh Obviously, that's they were teased. A, hey, that's a bit of a wild move, the, like, quarter season jersey. Right? <laughs> it's a bit of a wild move. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, every team does that, though. Like, they auction jerseys off and stuff for, like, theme nights. So, I think – I mean, I don't know if that's going to be tied to it or something or if it's just, yeah. like, two alternate – like, it looked like there was two jerseys. I don't know if we got four now, but – Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that means the end of the, at the end of the season I got four four jerseys sneaking away in my bag here. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. They look pretty cool. Like I think the design you saw on the one um, was the design that was on our pennies with the lighthouse. I think that's a sweet logo, um, with the with the lighthouse kind of being the T. I think, and 
Um, you know, I'm a seafoam guy. I like that. I like that color. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that looks with giant pieces of seafoam rolling around out there. But it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it just shows too, like, like I said, like about the commissioner, like him, you know, being a great hire, it's, you know, our ownership group is putting resources back into this. Like they want to have like little exciting things, like for a kid to want to go buy the one Jersey that they see, that's pretty outlandish. And, and, uh, cause that's what you see, right. You see this color rush in the NFL, like you see all this crazy different things to like get that younger generation involved. And I think jerseys is an easy way to do it. Cause it's like, you know, the, you look at Vegas and doing a glow in the dark Jersey for, for hockey and all these reverse retros and things like that they're doing. I think it's uh it's a good way, man, to just like get kids pumped. Like you see all these like musicians wearing jerseys, you see rock stars wearing jerseys and like kids want that. So it's a cool way to kind of like intercept things together. So hopefully it goes well. I'm excited. I like a good New Jersey and, and uh, um, yeah, hopefully they look good as, as good as I think they do. I'm just saying we brought up these two designs on the show like a month ago and now they're real. Now they're real. Now I don't want to. That makes, I know exactly what you're going to say, but that makes three guys on this podcast. And I'm the one who can't take credit for any Jersey design. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think that's where we were going. No, that's where I was going to go for sure. I was going to be like, yeah, well, I literally created the Vegas desert dogs and I still haven't heard a damn lick back, but. um, Well, uh, you shouldn't have did that. It's awful. You should have at least given them a little splash of color. I didn't create the jersey. I created the name. Yeah, yeah you, you are all the problems in the world right Dude, now. I, just, I literally, I can't, I actually can't believe it. You look at the timestamps. I think it was like February. I tweeted it out like I was like the desert dogs, like, and I did like a hilarious little like jersey makeup, like a mock up of it, like with my paint skills and, um, and like a month and a half later, they're called the desert dogs. I was like, there's like, no this way. This is brilliant. This can't be a coincidence. This it, it can't be. Joe Sai's got to cut you a check. I know. That's like, my thing is, Desert Dogs isn't a bad name. It was yeah. just their, it was their hype up for it. Yeah, I just Com- yeah. coming in hot for Desert Dogs. It just <laughs> there's no lick of any type of red, orange, or yellow in the jersey. Yeah, they, they that's just, the, just, well, that's the hard part too, is because like the fire, like Albany went with those jerseys, and like they're kind of a similar animal, and it's like I don't know, like what do you do here? And they, they, I think they originally had like. Um, Albany was usually originally like blue. Stony Brook's logo. Yeah, and then they got. I think they, they got a bullied on a, Twitter. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a, uh, yeah, there may have a, been a little bit of a, uh, a court appearance or something there. I don't know, but there. I don't think that they were allowed to just take that logo. So I think that was a, <laughs> that was a little bit. Of they got as the kids out. say ratioed on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but that worked out for them. Those I think their jerseys now are pretty cool. Like those colors yeah. are unique. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what color like color coming up with color combos is not easy to do. Um, but I, I'm I'm just actually looking at this background you guys got going right now. Like, imagine a team rocking those out there. That'd be kind of nice, like the teal and the yellow. Or Thought whatever. Calgary was gonna do it when they teased the teal, and then they were like, "Nope, we're gonna do it as our turf." Yeah, that's actually just a giant airplane turf we've got. <laughs> <laughs> Have either of you guys played there since they put that turf down? No. no. <laughs> Yeah, it, I've, I heard, it, I've heard it. It's kind of hard to see the ball, but I'm sure they get used to it, right? Because they play on it, whatever, every other week. So uh, it's a tactic. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it, is. it takes some adjustment. Blinds the eyes. It's yeah, it's why I've, I've debated um, not switching over to the turf when my high school gets it, because mm. everybody else around us has turf. So if we play on grass, ground balls, baby. 
that's it. Teach them, teach them, teach them the hard lessons too. Playing on oh, grass yeah. is worse. Oh yeah, they already know. We do, we do uh, full field ground balls, two butts are down. Yeah, oh, if right. everybody ain't down, we're going again. Yeah, run it back. We used to do that. We used to do. I don't know. I think I've talked about this before. We used to drill, do a drill called the pressure cooker um, at high point, and it was like you're in a square. So like one team is one L, and the other team is the other L, and two guys go in the square and get the ball. And it's like, if he pulls the whistle again, another guy goes in from each side. Like it can get up to like six on six, trying to pick up a ground ball in like a, in like a 12 yard area. We once did it before playing Michigan at half field, like right beside them, just going at this pressure cooker. That's, <laughs> this is a trauma. That's the trauma coming out here. We're, we're pulling I, out mean, the, I, took, I took that drill off before the game. Low key. That might be actually a fantastic drill to do right before a game. Get, well, like make the other team scared of shit. Yeah, I so say that's intimidating. Like yeah. you see them just like going right at it like that right before the game. You like look at them like all weird. Like over the flag at midfield. We're just gonna do a drill right at the center of your field. They, they always go over to coach and be like, "Are they okay? Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Should we go home? Yeah. Well, those guys got concussions post before the game. They yeah. All right. So. Those are the guys I was talking about, number 60 to 65 that were in there just button heads. Everyone else is kind of like standing on the outside of the drill. Yeah, they're just like Baker Mayfield, like clean head, just head button guys. That's actually – that's a tactic you use, though. You do that drill, but you throw in the guys who aren't going to play that are like legit going to kill each other, and then like, oh, these guys are psycho, then all like the starters just play. Yeah. On the, sidelines. the training room's just filled with guys that didn't play a second on the during the game, just <laughs> addressing all their issues. Just what the entire we... shot put team for the track and field guys. Honestly, not a bad idea. Oh man, I did get a bunch of football players this year. What's that? I did get a bunch of football players. This there you go. That, that perfect. Literally perfect. Like, what else are they good for? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> A long pole in their hands. You know, up there, right? sh- shout out Derwin James. <laughs> Actually, like speaking of that, an offensive lineman would probably be a really good defender. Like 100%. now, like, offensive linemen are like getting super athletic. They're not just like giant fat guys anymore. Yeah, like, like Jason Kelsey. Yeah, just imagine a long pole and you're trying to get around him. He's just <laughs> fucking dropping back in pass protection, but swinging a stick at you. Good can, night. Can you give me a pre-torn ACL, David Bakhtiari? <laughs> I'm all Did I see – there's some NFL guy that's, like, going to come back to lacrosse now or something. Did you see this? Chris no, uh, high school or, or college. Um, yeah. What's that What's that kid's name? What's his name? But, dude, he was, uh, he's a freak. He's going to Virginia, too. Oh, that's that's all they need is just another stud. That's another one of those schools that'll get one of those uh, not-for-profit oh, <laughs> funding yeah. things. Yeah, hundred percent. But that'll oh, be. What is this kid's name? Yeah, I don't know. I forget it. Um... I'm gonna look it up too. Ricky Meisen. Maison, Ricky Maison. That's who it is. Former number one overall across recruit goes back to Virginia after playing football at Stanford for five years. What is this guy, 30? (laughs) How does that work? He's got those COVID years. He's really like my age. He's like 23, 24. But like COVID, yeah, COVID years. I really could go back to school right now and have like four years of eligibility. There you go. 
Oh, yeah. He was the team captain for Stanford this year. But I'm not going back to school, so. Dude, they got a big offense. Holy smokes. Yeah, they're going to be insane. Wow. Because they got, they, got uh, they got your boy there. Yeah, and he's 6'5", uh, a combi, yeah. And then Cormier's a monster, too. Oh, yeah, he's huge. They don't they don't have the you know the number one pick in the PLO draft though. Who's that? Sam Hanley. See, I gotta I gotta learn these things. A kid from Penn. Me and you he's both, like, Dan. Me and you both. He's I like feel- six he's like he's like six five and just he's Three. like Tom Schreiber, but in a Sergio Sergio Perkovic body. Like just just That's high praise, man. I'm gonna be watching now and he better not let me down. <laughs> hey, I just hope you don't watch the wrong game. I know. Yeah, say that no matter which game I watch. <laughs> Literally, he's gonna he's gonna play bad just because you're watching. Yeah, so, I'm gonna well, watch sure. every single one of them now. Make sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. Paul, is there anything your brother like can't do? Like, is he just gonna play forever? Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean there really isn't much he can't do. I don't. I think this year. I mean, I can't speak for him, but I think this year would be would probably be his last. But you know, he's also been teetering on in that for the last couple of years too. So you could see a Tom Brady type episode until he gets divorced from his wife. Like I love Tom Brady, he just throws the fucking wrenches on him. But <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, he probably could play forever to be to be realistic like you know there's the cliche like but he does take very good care of himself he does you know not to toot his own horn he looks like he's 20 28 still so he could play forever if he wanted to but um you know he's got kids now that are starting to get into sports so he's starting to become that also crazy hockey lacrosse dad so um he'll probably get his licks licks in on that but who knows but he could if he wanted to no doubt in my mind so hey, gonna... at least he doesn't get caught up in the uh, the crazy Ponzi schemes like Brady and Giselle did. I'm sure Dan no. his wife did not get that. in on. Uh... He's, a, he's a simple man in those terms. He's a simple man in those. <laughs> didn't terms. get caught by crypto. No, no, I don't even know if you know what crypto is. He's he's not on social media, so yeah, that's one thing he can't do. He can't stay cool with young kids, and he doesn't know like anything that's going on as far what? as social media. And the worst part was he was we were we were running with this bit forever that he was the enemy of the pod and he turns out he's been he's the most listened to episode we've ever done. <laughs> like, are we are we kidding here? People stop listening to this one. Listen to the other one. <laughs> who's been the uh, who's been the most entertaining guest you guys have had this year? Obviously, season two for Back of the Bird. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. People always ask me, and then like, it's like I mean, I also have the worst memory in the world, but. Um... I don't know. I'll let Danny take it. He's he's probably better at this. Point. I honestly, a lot of the times, like, because I think you just like a lot of these guys you know, right? So it's you're kind of just black out when you're when you're talking to him, right? It's like it just kind of goes by. Um, I'm trying to think now. Let me. Oh, Jake Berge has got has got to be it for me. Like he was, that was a cool conversation. That guy was is a hero, man, and um, Phil, big Philly guy. I'm an idiot. Didn't even know his old man was like Mr. Philadelphia Eagle. Um. And like just the way that he kind of adapted to the game and helps helps sway my opinion too. If his son's going to high point, I think is a big help. So, um, yeah, I would say I would say the chat with him was was pretty good. Bergie's great, man. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good dude. And and like all those guys, man, like the older guys from kind of like the MILL and into the NLL transition. You know, that's like your 
you're bonafide just like doing it for the love of the game. Like, and they're all just like going out after having a ton of beers, having so much fun, all giving it like just chirping to each other. Training camps consists of going out every night and, and then trying to rally the troops again to go, you know, back at it the next day. And they're battling. Like it's, um, it's just lacrosse in it's in its purest form in my mind is a guy that's out there. There's, you know, five to 8,000 people watching and he's doing it for a $300 check. It's like, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing to be doing. Right. And like, and he's a doctor at his nine to five job. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's crazy, man. My parents, that was like their, their Friday night date nights back in the day was like wings games. And my dad always, he's like, yeah, the MVP of the league got like a watch. He's like, that, that dude could pay for that with like a half a paycheck being a dentist. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it, man. It was about pure love of the game. And not like, I mean, it's not like we're rolling in cash these days either, but it's, uh, it's, it's gone up a bit. It's just, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I love that stuff. It's even like old time hockey is the same kind of thing. Like you love just hearing the stories of these guys, like just, you know, they're smoking cigarettes in between periods. They're getting a, getting a hundred bucks and then just going out and having a blast with the guys, but it's good stuff. Is that a, you know, thinking of it, you know, cause like, Bussing with the boys with with Taylor Lewan and Will Compton, like they talk about it sometimes. Like, do you guys get chirped for being podcasters now? I think I got chirped once actually by a a guy who became a guest and maybe a teammate <laughs> of, of Dan's. Yeah, like, that was. I, I got chirped by Connor Kern and say our podcast sucked. I'm like, dude, I was like, right behind him too. I was <laughs> like, dude. So it was just like, user. I'm like, dude. My partner's on your team, you idiot. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, for the most part, not really. Because then I would just be like, well, you listen to the pod, so you're an idiot. So I know you like it. But no, I keep you it. this podcast. Yeah. And I'm glad it's threatened their life too anyway. So was I was going to say, I don't think anyone's going to make me. Like, I think I've gotten a few chirps, but I don't think anyone's going to be going and giving it to Polly because unless they want to keep their face on, I think. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I haven't really gotten like. Um, I think the boys in the room are sometimes like joke around. Like if we start getting into like stories or stuff like that, like in the hotel room, having a couple beers, it's like, there's always somebody cracks a joke. Like, Oh, where's the hot mic? Like, who's got the mic on? Like, don't be telling this one. I'm like, listen, I, we're not here to get guys in trouble or tell stories. We know we've, we've, I think we've done a pretty good job of figuring out where the line is uh, and just letting guys kind of do it on their own. But there's definitely some, some, some chirps here and there. That always was interesting to me to figure out. Like if that was, a chirp because i feel like it's like hey whatever like i'm being successful doing two things like yes yeah, it's, it's like a low, low hanging fruit really if someone wanted to go grab it i guess exactly yeah. just gotta have some ammo ready on everybody else <laughs> yeah did you got anything else um paul are you gonna fight philadelphia again <laughs> we'll see man i guess kind of like somehow just turned into a crazy robbery like two two expansion teams so we'll see man i don't know points are points are more more important than getting in brawl so hopefully we can either win the game or maybe we'll get up super big and they'll want to mix it up so maybe that will happen this time instead of us getting down huge and then starting a melee yeah the the other paul wasn't uh 
too nice about it. He pretty much, he pretty much said it's Paul always Day y'all. came on and talked about it. <laughs> yeah, what is Paulie Day? I love Paulie Day. What he, he, he pretty much said it always was you guys. It was always was his Peterborough guys, which which made him real real interesting. <laughs> yeah, which to, is to like, that's just and he is a Peterborough guy, which is hilarious. So whatever, I guess we'll take it. I mean, whatever. It probably works. <laughs> Are you excited for the uh, 11 a.m. game you guys have in Philly? I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's gonna that's gonna be an interesting one. I think the last time I played that early was we played uh, we played at Robert Morris at 11 a.m. Um, which um, and like you know like how their their field is structured. It's like on top of a hill. It was freezing, but um, so I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be a fun one, I think, because I think the I think the Flyers play that night. Um, so I don't know if we'll stick around after that game or what, but, um, that'd be, uh, be kind of cool to hopefully get a win there and then stick around and have some fun. But, um, yeah, it'll be a little weird. Cause it's just like throws off naps and, and shoot around and like, you gotta get, you're gonna have to get to the arena like 8 a.m. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, Philly's got two of those games this year and I'm like, Jesus, I gotta be up early as hell to be in the press box. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, uh, uh, it, it'll be interesting, but I think, and we, we got an early one against you too, right, Paulie? Yeah. In, 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 in New York, New York though. yeah, yeah. Three PM, I think. Not I think. A, yeah, not an eleven, not a anything sub sub noon is like seems great, but we'll see. That's what happens when the Wings have to share an arena with three other teams. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. could be good though. Maybe that's the key to success. Get us within like the European soccer crowd at like that time. Maybe the maybe the people that are just up on Saturday wanted to watch something. I don't know. Just an all-day ticket. You get let's, one ticket. Let's keep those fans board. out of games, though. I yeah, yeah. You've, you've seen them, right? Like, yeah, I kind of love that, though. I wouldn't want yeah, to do some excitement in the stands. Couple flares. Couple yeah, <laughs> maybe a couple Roman candles just yeah. firing around. Like I don't know. I could get everybody. It's a couple Molotov cocktails. <laughs> yeah. The juices flowing. I'm that. I'm like that sicko. I'm that sicko that like wants the fans to come on the field. I just start spraying my stick. <laughs> I think Chopping, guys. It's yeah. like it's that classic. How many like ten year olds could you beat up with a bat? It's yeah. Like, how many fans I could take out with a stick? You've been, what's you've been what's your number? Yeah. That's I mean, lie. I'm taking. I I take at least five down right off the bat. <laughs> right at the fucking kneecaps. Yeah. Oh, it's going first, first week. But like, we're talking like grown, most likely probably grown human adults, right? Ten year olds, like. It'd almost be like infinity. So you just, your arms get tired, really. But as far as like a sporting event, that's I think why, it's five. That's why you've been playing so long. You're just waiting for the one game when a streaker decides it's time to go on and Paulie's just going to – like a Bullsey and Red just railroad track him. And then hit us with a JJ Watt. Like, oh, yeah, this is my last year, guys. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the magnum opus. You just walk off. Take my jersey off right after it. Just yeah. put, put, it on, put it on the dead body. Yeah. Kevin it. Crowley told me, he's like, I've never been in a fight in the NLL, and the day I get in a fight is the day I take my jersey off and then I retire. That, and that would be it for him. Interesting. Hey, I've asked the big cat a couple times. I was going to say. <laughs> Knowing fully well, he didn't want to fight, but I just, I mean, <laughs> there's not many people I haven't asked to fight in the league. So that's like, that's kind of the question. Like, who haven't I asked? Oh, so that, that's a that's a welcome to the NL, NLL story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you been asked by Paul yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is there a dream? Is there a dream fight on the docket? Lyle Thompson. not not really man like again kind of all my dream like 
I mean, I wouldn't really say they're dream fights, but when I first came to the league, that's when like it was kind of the who's who of, of tough guys, and I kind of fought them all. So I kind of <laughs> <laughs> all that. So he's I'm, got the belt on his shoulder walking in the warm I got the belt, but I showed up for most of them. So yeah, it kind of. I don't know. There's no real dream one anymore, but we'll see. You, you fought and Lordy. Mike Messenger? No, I never fought Mess. No. I feel like that'd be a pretty decent. Yeah, story. yeah, that'd be. I mean, he's a he's a mountain man, so big, big, strong lad. So yeah, I'm sure it'd be good for sure. I don't know. I don't know if I got it in me. I'm getting older. <laughs> I was gonna say, give it a shot. <laughs> give it like, a go. He's now. got that battle paint on though. Yeah. Like he's just like born to fight. Like he looks like Braveheart going out there. <laughs> They're all nuts. Every single one of them. Sicko mode. Yeah. Oh, man. This is always a blast, boys. I think it's a, a fun tradition that we've uh, yes. sparked up. You know? Yeah. Yes. And uh, everybody go listen to Back of the Bird. It's it's one of the best podcasts out there, not just lacrosse, but it's entertaining as hell. And we appreciate you guys. And uh, when you guys are in Philly, we'll have to, you know, link up and everything before yeah, the game. Yeah, 100%, boys. Yeah. 100%. Love it. Have a good new year, everybody, and uh, we'll see everybody in 2023. You guys enjoy yourselves. Appreciate it. What a convo. What a sit down. Enjoyed it. Little tech difficulties. You're going to hear no Donnie (laughs) from uh, he just bailed on that interview. More important to go uh, to go try and scout Polly for the following week, I guess. Um, and then tonight when we're sitting down for this, he's sitting probably courtside at the Raptors game, eating pizza, pizza, hanging out, having a blast, just living the dream. Just kidding. If any Panther city guys are listening, he's having a salad, no beers, getting ready for your game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, I, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to touch on before we kind of like shut it down for the week? Um, you doing anything for new year's? You so that's the guy. It's up in the air. I'm not like, I don't usually like to do much for it. It's kind of like one of the most overpriced and overrated nights. Um, But one of the guys from the gym that over at SWAT fitness there, he's uh, he's one of the owners of this pizza wine disco bar, um, which is a pretty fun bar. Um, And he's, he's kind of given, knocked us a little bit of a deal to, uh, Mm -hmm. to potentially go there, but I got to round up like 15 people to, to take advantage of it. So that'll be tough to do. I think to get like, just, to get people downtown. I think a lot of people are taking on just because new year's has been more of a home thing the last couple of years. I think people are kind of almost adapting to, to just doing that and playing board games, not spending a ton of money. And, um, and then not, you know, not really sprinting into 2023 with a giant hangover from going out. So I don't know. Especially especially as you get older too. And if you're like girlfriend or wife up, like, why are you going to go spend like 200 bucks to get into a bar to like, just kiss your wife or girlfriend at midnight yeah <laughs> it's like fuck so yeah, so, yeah i'm not that. in that situation i don't have that one laying in the back yeah. pocket the old wife girlfriend kiss so yeah. well uh i don't know we'll see maybe we'll get out there and get in the mix but uh I, i'm sure we'll do we'll do something i don't know if we'll have people maybe people over here or something yeah but. i mean it's always, yeah it's always nice as long as you got, that's the nice thing about now too is like getting older someone always has like their own place so it's like and I'll be all like someone's always going to like maybe have a little shindig, which kind of you still want to do something, but it's more like definitely a little more low key is, is funner nowadays. Yeah. Um, speaking of New Year's, though, Fieldsy, friend of the program, 
recent guy. He's getting married on New Year. So wow, nice. Big shout out to him. Hopefully it all goes well. And uh yeah, I'll see him in the New Year's a yep. changed man. So Love that. No Good longer. For him. You know what's funny? Uh just like thinking, you know when people get married, like, yeah, he's no longer single. It's like it's like, was he before? Yeah, like I thought he was engaged. Like, like <laughs> everyone always says that, like when you're married, like, oh, he's no longer single, like she's taken now. It's like so, like, you mean this whole time? They've been greasing me <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. But um, I'm trying to think, what what else did you, did you write something in this group chat that I just had no idea what you were talking about? <laughs> yeah, what was, yeah what was that? Oh, um, that guy on Instagram. So, like, this guy spent something like 15000 or $20,000 to, I don't know if it's a costume or he made himself look like a dog. I obviously didn't really read the whole article, but he's he's worried about his friends thinking he's weird. He looks like a like a lassie dog, like exactly. He's worried about his friends thinking he's weird. Yeah, um, but he looks like a dog. Like I mean, yeah, dude, they're gonna think you're weird. So Unless I was gonna they're... like, I was gonna tie that into being like, you ever had not like obviously no one's ever had a friend that fucking. <laughs> 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 hey, you ever had a buddy that wanted to become a dog? But any like weird situations like that where like you had a buddy do something where you're just like, bro, that's yeah, that's not it. We gotta. I ha- I, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I haven't. I was actually watching a show the other day and kind of thinking about this too, like something similar. But um, this like Zach Efron show where he travels the world. Oh yeah, and he like he was in Paris, right? Like the water systems in Paris, like that one. Yeah. Now he's in Australia, and it's like after he's gotten this like new jaw and all this new facial surgery, and it's like, man, like. How are his friends like, yeah, that that's it. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know? Mm-hmm. And he tried to like claim he broke his jaw. That's why he got surgery. It's like, dude, you like you got a new face. Someone you you're wearing someone else's face now. Yeah. But I, I've never had a guy situation like that. I mean, you, you see some like girls with like the fillers and stuff now, like the you know, oh yeah, you're taught you're big. preaching to the choir. It's it's uh, it's everywhere down here now. Yeah, no, that that ain't me, man. I don't, no. know, I don't know. Girls think that looks good, but um, no, that was kind of. I just like thought that was hilarious. It was just like, I mean, I haven't had a situation where like you could tell a buddy to figure it out, but I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's worried his friends are gonna think he's weird. It's like, no, man, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, as long as you go to the dark dog park and make new yeah. friends, they won't think you're weird at all. Yeah. Um, there's another show I was actually watching, like 18 um 1899 on Netflix. So I, I started watching the show. It's like about it's about like this ship that goes missing. And they can't figure out why. And then like another ship goes out like on a cruise, like a cruise ship almost like back. Like, I guess it was based like in that time span. Um, and uh, they find it. And it's like all this like mystery stuff. It's I would recommend watching it. I would start watching it on the plane. Um, and it was like it's like a steamship that's going to New York. But then it goes and finds the other one. And then they f- I don't want to like ruin anything, but it's just like they start to figure out what's going on. There's like this little kid is the only guy left on the ship. It's it's uh it's wild, but I, if you guys need something to watch, I'd give it a try. Um, okay, last thing, just because you brought up ships. Have you heard the uh, the conspiracy theory that, like, the Titanic was a setup job by, like, one of the richest men in the world? And he, no. like, all the rich people on it and then sunk the ship to, like, take out his competition? No way. Yeah. I've never heard that. I'd like I to just, I just recently heard that. I don't even know what who what guy supposes he's behind the mastermind of sinking it, but... Uh, yeah, I just heard that one. That one was uh, 
I always love a nice conspiracy theory to be they're honest. They're so fun to kind of yeah. think about. Like they're just because yeah. some of them some of them are just completely insane. Yeah, that's that's like the best part. But yeah. But uh yeah, I think that I mean I think that pretty much does it again. Like short little banter here. Holidays are kind of slow, but we're gonna have games again. Um, so this this year, if you're doing a New Year's party or something, go check out a New Year's Eve game, check out the Friday night game. Um, TSN, ESPN, whatever you've got, put it on the TV at your party, ask for it at the bar you're at or whatever um but uh if you don't have anything else i think that kind of does it paul all no, right I'm good so that does it for episode 70 with the boys from outside the box appreciate sitting down with them um and we'll chat with you guys next week peace What's coming?